Welcome to Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavota, your electronic town hall meeting. Join Senator Lavota, Independence Mayor Pro Tem Chris Whiting, and activist Courtney Cole for this weekly discussion about Missouri government and politics. Now here's the Missouri State Senator from the 11th District, Paul Lavota. It's uh, July the 9th, 2015. This is State Senator Paul Lavota, and you're listening to Dialogue. Just a little weird pause in the music there. I don't understand. That's okay. We roll with the glitches. Yeah. You know. You know what? I think as the Missouri State Senator from the 11th Senatorial District, I represent uh, 178,000 people in Independence, Kansas City, unincorporated area, Sugar Creek, Buckner, parts of Lee Summit, and uh, Raytown. I think people would rather me focus on that than worrying if there's a little bit of a, a blip here in the right. audio program. Yeah, let, let's focus on the entree, not the garnish. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, so the parsley was wilted. Big deal. All right. And speaking of garnish, I'd like to introduce welcome to the program, <laughs> as always, our Independence Mayor Pro Temp, Chris Whiting. Chris is a lifelong resident of Independence. His second term on... Yes, on correct. Account. Well, you know, you did an expire term, right? Right. Yeah, I filled out an expired term, which was a very short term, and then yeah. turned around and was fortunate enough to be From voted Lucy back Young. in. From Lucy Young. And you know what? What? Talked to her just last week. She's, Seriously, she's doing well. Yeah. So well, I'm glad yeah. to hear she's doing well. I've not spoken to her since I she stepped down from the council. Explained to her how much she was missed. <laughs> well, but, it's only fair. Yeah, yeah. Talk to Victor about that too. But anyway, glad you're here as always. Oh, thank you. Two weeks in a row, our busy schedules are here, and what is even more amazing is our friend Courtney Cole is here. Hi, Courtney. What? Hey, thanks. Welcome. Hi. Hey, thanks. Good to see you. Hey, good to see you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> glad you're here. Um, this is the uh, program where we talk about w- the all the different happenings and situations that are going on in Missouri government. Um, you know, a lot of times there's not a lot going on um, in Missouri government. <laughs> would would this be one of those times? Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> but nevertheless, we cover it every week with the weekly news roundup. Now the weekly news roundup, brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Courtney Cole. Oh. What? Now the weekly news roundup, brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Chris White. Yeah. Yay! Wow. Our garnish is all kinds of messed up this week. Governor vetoes two financial services measures. Governor Jay Nixon vetoed legislation that sought a big increase in the fee lenders may charge consumers for installment loans. He also rejected a separate bill he said would have allowed out-of-state trust companies to operate in Missouri under rules more favorable to those that apply to Missouri-based trust companies. Allowing lenders to gouge consumers with higher fees is not the way to move Missouri forward, Nixon <laughs> said in a news little release. Over there? That rich little? <laughs> this bill would have made it harder for Missouri families to make ends meet and should not become law. The other vetoed <laughs> Wait, bill. How do we get how do we get <laughs> Governor Nixon in here? It's weird. Yeah, I don't. Well, we just uh, every oh, hello, every week I look for ways to uh, increase the quality of the weekly news roundup, and so that's what we do. You never know what's going to happen. It's true. I, I like it. The other vetoed bill, House Bill 1098, would have lowered the capital requirements for out-of-state trust companies seeking to do business in Missouri below what is required for Missouri-based companies. In his veto message, Nixon called the bill a step backwards for Missouri. <laughs> so this is these are some good vetoes. The governor has just a few more days um, to veto um, everything. The big vetoes he has, of course, is right to work. Um, which is a terrible piece of legislation. He vetoed 
a bill that dealt with education that was hijacked by the profiteers, supposed to deal with the transfer issue. Um, that will that's kind of a controversial thing, and uh, some of these things I I don't know if we'll even get to these. They're not as much of a of a high priority a lot of times. So we'll we'll see in September. September the 16th is the veto session, and we'll see um, what the majority wants to try to override. And even like uh, the so-called right to work, the uh, bill that only lowers your wages, folks. Um, The numbers to have an override, you have to have 109 in the House and uh, 20... uh, trying to remember what it is, 23 in the Senate. Mm -hmm. And um, he doesn't have that number. There's not that level of support for it. So um, I I don't even know if that will even be brought up. Mm-hmm. I hope it is so we can talk about it again. Do you know? <laughs> do ridiculous. you have any ideas on what will be brought up? What well, might be or what's talked about? Probably the transfer bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the numbers there in the House was was very low as well. So um, it may be a very short veto session. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Governor issues executive order on gay marriage. Governor Jay Nixon on July 7th issued an executive order directing all executive branch state agencies to immediately take all necessary measures to ensure compliance with the U.S. Supreme Court's June 26th ruling that same-sex couples have a right to marry under the federal constitution. Now, when I told you to stop using the air quotes because we're on audio, right? No, you're going to do it in a different way. Well, they are quoting the governor here, so oh, okay. I'm using his voice. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in 2004, Missouri voters overwhelmingly ratified a state constitutional amendment stating that Marriage shall exist only between a man and a woman. I used the same voice there, but, yeah, but that, that was not that, that was not governor the governor. Nixon. So my apologies. Else. I thought the governor just stepped in. <laughs> yeah, my my bad on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. The measure passed with seventy point one percent support. However, the U.S. Supreme Court's five to four ruling rendered same sex marriage bans in Missouri and other states unenforceable. Well, yes, it did pass in two thousand and four, but that that was in a. Uh, well, that's in a pre-McKinsey world. You it know what was, I mean? That's eleven. Yeah. That's eleven years ago. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, not pre-Abby? No. Not pre-Abby, yeah, but, but, but as I Don mean, McLean would say, it was a long, long time ago. Yes. And so uh, <laughs> the situation changed. What, what's really interesting about this is the governor proactively had a a, um, a a press conference to issue an executive order to do what the Supreme Court already told everyone to do. But meanwhile. Um, the governor of Kansas did an executive order to tell folks they didn't have to follow it. Or it I don't really know exactly what his There's was. been a lot of coverage on this but about the differences between the way Governor Nixon yeah. and Governor Brownback have been right. handling this. Right. The um, Governor Nixon did the right thing and said, I am going to follow the Supreme Court. So I Wrong that's, voice, that's but thing. yeah, oh, good yeah. sentiment. Well, that wasn't a direct <laughs> quote. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Well, aren't there all these counties now that are not adhering to it? Well, the, I, I think they there was like five counties. I remember Barry County was one of them, um, but before this. Mm-hmm. So that was one, one of the rationales behind doing executive order was that would compel them to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case or not. You know, because an, a county official isn't going to um, – they don't necessarily report to the governor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not the... So, um, and in a way, we all 
report to the U.S. Constitution. So, <laughs> I guess in a way, you know what do. I mean. So yeah. I don't know how mm-hmm. this changes if they're going to not follow it or not. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. And finally, no new highway construction for next five years. What the? The Missouri Highways and Transportation Commission on July 1 approved a five-year highway construction plan that for the first time in history includes no expansion projects. Instead, or a long, long time ago. Right? Yes. Yes. I'm learning. <laughs> Instead, the State Department of Transportation will focus its dwindling resources on basic maintenance of major thoroughfares. Starting in 2017, MoDOT expects its construction budget to drop to about $325 million a year, roughly $160 million less than the $485 million annually it takes to adequately maintain the entire state system. <laughs> As a result, MoDOT plans to fully maintain only about 8,000 miles of Missouri's 34,000 state highway system. The remaining highways, which consist mostly of supplementary roads, will receive only limited maintenance. Missouri voters last August rejected a proposed three-quarter cent transportation sales tax that would have generated an estimated $534 million a year for transportation projects. The measure, Amendment 7, received just 40.8% of the vote. During the 2015 legislative session, the Senate debated a two-cent increase in the state's 17-cent-per-gallon fuel tax, but the bill didn't advance to the House of Representatives. So, it says no new highway construction and, and a drop in maintenance is because we don't have the money to pay for it. You can't build the new construction, you can't maintain the roads if you don't have the money. You don't have the money because you have bad tax policy. You don't have the money because you have um, um, ideologues and dogma that says no new taxes. I mean, they went from a uh, $534 million a year that was rejected by the uh, people of Missouri, which I completely understand because it was a regressive tax on everything to just simply a two cent per gallon that would only mat- that would bring us up to the matching m- number for the federal match okay okay but there was people in the Senate who were against that because they came down to Jefferson City be- not to raise taxes <laughs> well we've lost money from the federal government with this with Medicaid expansion mm-hmm. they didn't need to raise taxes um, we have what's called the Hancock amendment that we have a, a amount of money that we cannot raise taxes over without the vote of the people. And this two cent per gallon um, wouldn't wouldn't have done that. So that's the range when we're supposed to do our job. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to make those decisions, what's good and what isn't. Not say, oh, that's a tax that's bad. Well, now the crumbling roads are going to be bad. To me, that was a mo- very modest proposal. I think we could have done more, but I was, I was supportive of this very modest proposal to leverage our federal money to allow us to have roads. Yeah, we need to take that care of the highways of and roads. byways. Sure. Right. So, there you wow. go on that one. It's going to be another issue that we did not do this session that we're going to have to deal with next session. And by the look of of past performance of this radical legislature, we're not going to deal with that either. So, hmm. um, we're going to have a good time next election year. That's my sunny <laughs> outlook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that glass half full perspective, <laughs> that's your weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Well, thank you, Chris. Yes, and, thank you. And, uh, you know, maybe I don't have the sunny disposition because the last week has been it's been very rainy. It has. And particularly um, last week, there was a tornado that touched down very um, almost to the the 
the south edge of my district, of the 11th Senatorial mm-hmm. District. Um, and then even this week on, was it Monday Monday night? night. Um, that more rain came. Um, I don't know, Councilman, if you got calls on the floods that were happening on 23rd Street. I think Indeed. Pay Less is over there. Is it Pay Pay more, pay pay less. Pay less is pay less material handling. Yes, were, were they flooded? I I think they escaped any damage, okay. but there was flooding all around them. Yes, did hear quite a bit from folks on all of this yeah. flooding and mm-hmm. and still with the trees from the prior storm. Right. And it's been quite a crazy summer. Right, and then um, big flooding on Twenty Four Highway in Sugar mm-hmm. Creek. That that line between Independence and Sugar Creek. I have gotten some constituents say the state needs to do something sugar creek needs to do something independence needs to do something personal property owners need to do something so hopefully we can get that worked out to where this doesn't happen again yeah we need to do something i was following the paul raybeck weather reports on facebook (laughs) and it showed me just how bad the flooding was Mm -hmm. over there right so uh that and, and in excelsior springs have flooded things out as well uh, yeah, Again. we didn't have as much. You're just so used we, to it, right? <laughs> right. Like, I think that we've all been taking precautions. And so, um, you know, now whenever it starts to happen, then we, you know, understand. It's interesting on Monday, I had just gotten McKenzie, you know, and was racing across town because I could see these clouds rolling up. But the, I don't know that they even predicted that anything was going to happen. I mean, I look at my weather app and I don't know why I even look at it anymore because it changes like every few minutes. Mm-hmm. It's not app is short for application on your mobile device thank you for explaining that senator you're you're probably listening to this on an app i just want to explain that to to the audience or an application to the audience to the audience member right (laughs) yes if you're not lazy you'll say application right well it is funny you should mention last night uh which would have been the eighth Right of yes. July, I took mm-hmm. my daughters to the Royals baseball game. Oh, uh-huh. okay. And yes. it was it was raining throughout most of the day yesterday, so I mm-hmm. kept checking my application on my phone <laughs> sure. to see when the rain was going to stop. You can call it app. I was just trying to explain. Oh, okay. To, I like to call it a to location the, to the listener. But, <laughs> a location. <laughs> I was checking the app, and it was telling me, okay, it will stop at four, and then fifteen minutes later, well, no, it's going to stop at six, and then <laughs> right. no, it's going to stop at five, and then. <laughs> Actually, we had a. It was a wonderful night for a ball game. Yeah, but it it, but your point's night. well taken. It just changes so much, mm-hmm. so unpredictable. Yeah, it was almost cold yesterday. Yeah, I was like, let's get out the hot cocoa. Let's we have. were. I was in a windbreaker, and my daughters were both in sweatshirts mm-hmm. at the Royals baseball game. Yeah, you'd have to be. It was mm-hmm. chilly. Any uh, what other news? I mean, in, I, I lead with the with the uh, um, weather because Monday night. Monday night. We were supposed to have a meeting of of our uh, distinguished city council. Yes, and as far as anyone present could remember, it was the first time we canceled a meeting due to weather. We were we were set to meet an executive session at 5.15 and then have our regular council meeting at 6 o'clock. And our fire chief uh, strongly suggested that we not have the meeting mm-hmm. and take shelter and or get the heck out of there to someplace else where we could take shelter. So... And then Mayor Weir jumped up and said, no, we will have this meeting. <laughs> Mayor Weir is not one to cancel meetings. I will say I, that. That's she, what I thought, yeah. She uh, believes very strongly when we tell the public that we're going to have a meeting, we should follow through and have that meeting. Sure, yeah. However, <laughs> when the fire chief is strongly suggesting that right. for the safety of the, the people involved in the meeting and any constituents that may want to be there, sure. uh, we cancel it, she 
paid heed. So we <laughs> went down to a shelter, had a quick executive session, and then... <laughs> in the shelter? In the, yes. All yeah, right. Yeah, in the shelter, and then got the heck out of there. So we had no meeting. It We voted to postpone it until this coming Monday, which would be the what, 13th, I think. Sure. But something like right. that. <laughs> yeah, July 13th. So instead of our regularly regularly scheduled study session, we will have the postponed or council meeting and then just a small study session. Now, is there a topic that you missed out on that the the zoning issues that I spoke about uh -huh. on our last uh, on our last podcast were all up for public hearing, and they continue to be a hot topic among the citizenry. So yeah. it will be interesting to see how all of that plays. They'll have first reading then this coming Monday, as well as public hearings, and then a second reading now, the following Monday. The, the the process for zoning, at least in Independence, is it goes, uh, proposed zoning goes to the zoning board. The the planning commission. Planning commission, yes. okay. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, the city council approves that. Correct. Right, and they- Or, or not. Well, typically they do, right? Typically I they do, because the planning commission's job is to go deep into the weeds and evaluate it and then make a recommendation to the council, having worked with the developers, having talked with the citizens, and having worked with city staff. And then they make a recommendation to the council. And so, but typically, um, typically the council goes along with that. I would say more right. often than not. More often than yeah, not. Yeah, that is certainly How about on these issues? Did they... I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out. Okay. Um, I mean, did they? Did the planning commission approve them? Yes. Okay. Yes, the planning commission recommended them, um, and I wish I had the papers in front. I know at least one was not with unanimous approval. I don't know about the other one. Unanimous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, any other reports for us, or that's that's the city right now. Um, we are extending our. Our drop-off depot where you can drop off city brush free through this Saturday. So I don't, what date would that be? Sorry, my date's The wrong. 11th. This Saturday, the 11th. Yeah. So you can still drop off brush for free. I don't know about anything beyond that, but I know some people are still cleaning up from their yards. So. Cool. So that's the city of Independence, Missouri. Woohoo. Good work. Thank you. What, what do you have You're to welcome. report for us? Uh, we've got some exciting things happening at Seltzer Springs. I, can I tell you about that? I, I care. I care about that. And awesome. Just whatever you're up to. Okay. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've really not been up to much, to be honest with you. I've been kind of enjoying it ever since Waterfest has been done, uh, in in just kind of catching up with the day to day stuff. But uh, we've got, they call it Fun and Funky Fridays, which I call it Art Crawl, because that's you know, like most communities have Art Crawl, so they if people know what that is. So then, they want to, did they want like want to expand? I don't know. They're making it fun. Not just art or something. Maybe, maybe it's that. Yeah, because they, the businesses open up, you know, not just the art galleries. And then usually there are featured artists and there are also musicians that come in and play. And we've got a, a new pocket park in our downtown. Um, it's named after our old Gary mayor, pocket? Carolyn Schutte. No, oh, okay. the Carolyn Schutte pocket park. And so we have bands that are lined up for them to come perform. Um Gary yeah, Parker. and so it's fun. So this Friday we're doing it, and I'm excited because next month we're going to be doing trolley tours in oh, the downtown. Fun. Yeah, so we'll have our uh, trolley, and we'll be giving tours, and people can 
hop on or hop off and, you know, enjoy learning about our city. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So I'm excited about that and we'll be getting that going. And I've been working on that lately. So that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing, Senator? (laughs) um, Last week uh, was 4th of July. Yes. And uh, had a a nice uh, ability to celebrate in the Sugar Creek Parade. And it was a lot of fun. Um, It is simply down Sterling and you um, they usually put the elected officials there and it was greeted by uh, Mayor Mallison who's a very good host there um, uh, Congressman Cleaver um, was right behind him and then our county executive Mike Sanders and then our county sheriff Mike Sharp Wow and then our prosecutor Gene Peters Baker and then myself and then behind me representative Bill Kidd and uh, we were able to have give candy to the crowd and i had a lot of fun because um they call me senator dum dum i think i mentioned this last week because i <laughs> yes. throw out the dum dum candies that's the reason they call me that of course that's the reason and so do. i had my yes. uh, i had my uh parade crew uh, including uh megan madeline andre and jack and we uh, and sophie the dog was there oh and uh went down and just was a nice weather and was able to give candy out as we went by um, I thought it was interesting that um, County Executive Mike Sanders, well, I was throwing out dum-dums, and he was throwing out nerds. And I, <laughs> I think that's interesting <laughs> to note. That, that is interesting, to say the least. Yes. Yeah. That's quite a lineup of yes. political figures you had there. And I, yeah, I, no I, kidding. Good representation. Yeah. I asked Jean what she was because I said, I'm doing dum-dums and Mike's doing nerds. And she said, well, then I should have had Smarties. Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's, yes. that's, that's a good response. That that's is. why she's the prosecutor. Right. Yes. So <laughs> yes. that, that was a lot of fun. And then able to go partake in um, more celebrating of our nation's birth at my brother's house. And that was fun. And yeah. A lot of food and, and uh, good times. And then uh, this week, uh, just a... Uh, mentioned that uh, next year's election year and worked a little bit on had a meeting um for a re-election campaign i think i've already announced i'm running for re-election oh fantastic yeah. and uh then uh was able to go to an event this was a campaign event for um candor for u.s senate uh, that was uh hosted by the lee summit democrat club and um, they asked me to introduce our uh, secretary of state and i was honored to do that and nice turnout for that and uh, looking forward to, um, um, oh, also, also want to mention that had a meeting with um, uh, Marianne of Hope House and just got updated on some of the things that they're doing, um, including uh, looking at another facility and all kinds of stuff. And it was a good meeting. Hope House is a domestic violence shelter, um, has a location in Independence and Lee Summit, does a lot of great work in our community sure and, do um they, they'll be calling you on some of their ideas oh good um because my some of the things that were going on we were talking about um uh, some of the development and i said oh you gotta get our mayor pro temp behind behind <laughs> this or you just that's how things get done in this town lady. sure did you know that yeah absolutely okay. i did yeah so uh that's oh my that's wow. how that goes uh, <laughs> you gotta talk to the wisdom mm-hmm. of the mayor pro temp mm-hmm yeah. 
Yay. What up? <laughs> and then uh, looking forward to participating in the Health Facilities Committee meeting in, on Monday in Jefferson City. That is where we determine the certificate of need for nursing homes and hospitals and, and the like. And um, I'm, I'm on that committee. There's two senators, two representatives, and other uh, medical professionals and lay members. And we, go, we meet once a quarter to determine some of those things. Um, I'll be attending the National Conference of La Raza Luncheon. They're having a big convention here. Mm-hmm. And that is a um, Latino political organization. It's kind of neat that it's in Kansas City. I think Hillary Clinton and uh, I, I don't know if Bernie Sanders is coming, but Ed O'Malley. Ed, Ed, is it o- O'Malley? The, Ed O'Malley? Ed, Ed. Not Ed. Mike? Mike Gary. O'Malley. Gary O'Malley. Anyway, the yep. former governor of Maryland who's also running for president. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're I both coming? They're both coming, yeah. So... Uh, they invited the presidential candidates of the Republican Party, and none of them are coming to the Latino political group. Really? Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Not, not that was a lot of invitations thing. they had to send out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that. It, it's kind of neat that uh, a big, uh, such a, a big event is coming to Kansas City, and hopefully we see a lot more of those come to our town. So, what, yeah. what do you got coming coming up? Uh, nothing to report this week. Pretty slow week. We've got the, of course, the council meeting, and that will be a that'll be a big one coming up here. <laughs> I'm expecting a lot of participation on a lot of people to show up, just to to talk through these zoning things. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's going on with you? Uh, I don't have anything really going on either. It's kind of okay. slow. It's like summertime. People are out. You know, not a lot summer, pressing. Summer, you know, I got a golf summer. tournament that I'm organizing. Oh. So that'll be interesting. And uh, had organized a fundraiser in St. Louis at the ball game. For the Royals? For Senator Kevney. For the Royals? or for No, the Royals aren't playing. Oh, okay. Never mind then. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's all I have going on. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's the middle of summer. We're all having a good time. We're all... Yeah. Sure. Um, this is our closing music. Can you hear it? <laughs> no. No. Sounds Haven't of silence. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit it later, but uh, that's where we are with our technical things here this week. But any other last comments? I just say it's probably our best show yet. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Probably. I think it's a great show. Yeah. Thanks. program has been produced by Courtney Cole, Chris Whiting, and Paul Lavoda. All rights reserved. Thanks again for listening to Dialogue with State Senator Paul Lavoda. Contact Paul on Twitter at Paul Lavoda or by email at votelavoda at hotmail.com with your comments or for syndication. Join us next week for more Dialogue.